0: Hello again and welcome to another short cast of the Pushing 60 Aside podcast. I am your host Gene Fleming and I'm an ISSA certified fitness trainer, senior fitness specialist and a nutrition coach and these days I work primarily as a fitness instructor through the Council on Aging here in DeKalb County, Alabama. Where in the world is that? If you're somewhere around the world, well, First of all, I'm in the United States, and then I'm in the southern state called Alabama, and in Alabama, I am in the far northeast corner of the state, real close to the state of Georgia and Tennessee. So, that doesn't really tell you beans, does it? It, (laughs) It's just, uh, you know, sometimes to put things, uh, to, to orient things, you know, who is this guy, and why does he do a podcast, and uh where is he from and what does he do on a day-in, day out basis? Well, my primary vocation these days, and I'm going to call it a vocation because I am fully retired from punching the clock, which is a really good way to be at age 64. Um, real quickly for any of the new listeners, how'd I get started on a podcast called Pushing 60 Aside? Well, uh, for a few years there, we were afraid I would never see age 60, but as fate would have it, um, I turned my life around, did the hokey pokey, so to speak, and uh, I got busy taking better care of myself, working with a good doctor, a good neurologist, uh, I had a very supportive wife, still got her, about to celebrate our 16th anniversary, and um, and so, you know, the journey involved some weight loss, and it involved a lot, a lot, a lot of walking, and uh, I used a fitness tracker to do that, and the walking turned into running, and the running turned into weightlifting and bodybuilding to some degree, and, uh, you know, one of these things about transformation is... um, you really don't know what you're going to get when you start out you don't know if you're going to lose 30 pounds or 50 pounds or 100 pounds and you really don't have any way of forecasting uh, what you're going to have uh, you know when you're done with as much as you can do to change your health your body your attitude uh, your direction in life and you don't know really what you're going to learn. And and it's, it's like being in college for several years. Well, hello there, Jasper Banks. You're going to come up here and join me. You're going to co-host tonight, aren't you, buddy? Yeah. Yeah. I love you too. Now lay down and behave yourself. No snoring in this podcast. So anyway, I went through this transformative process. Uh, I got a lot of it right. Got some of it wrong. But what I did was... The door of my life was slowly closing, and my quality of life had been greatly reduced through obesity, sickness, heart disease, and likely pre-diabetes. And, you know, and I'll be honest with you, I wasn't happy, I wasn't happy anymore. Um, I, I rarely slept, and when I did, it was a miserable sleep. And for several years there, when I did sleep, I no longer dreamed. And, you know, that was a surefire sign that uh, that I was in really a much poorer health than I thought I was. So as the story goes, and I will reiterate a small portion of it, uh really didn't know what to do, you know. So I just started stabbing at what seemed like good common sense. And uh, I started walking on a daily basis. And I walked and I walked and I walked and I walked. Did I mention that I walked quite a bit? and you know and it was a struggle it was a struggle you know it was in the heat of summer and the cold of winter and but this walking thing became a priority with me and um and so you know when I started out you know maybe a quarter mile to a half mile was really good for me um and then the distances just kept getting (laughs) greater and greater and and then there came a period and, you know, a year or so into the process where I'd look at my wife and I'd say, be back. I said, I'd be back in a couple of hours. Well, where are you going? Well, I don't know, but I'm going to walk till I get there and then I'm going to have to walk back home. And sometimes I'd go out and stack up eight, nine, ten miles <laughs> in an afternoon. But, you know, probably the best thing that was happening, unknown to me at that time, was that the way I thought was being transformed in a greater way than my body was. You know, spending all that time in the great outdoors, walking country roads, on hiking trails, uh, in city parks, and getting out of the house, um, the visual stimulation of being in nature and seeing All sorts of animals and, um, you know, squirrels, chipmunks, uh, 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 um, what's those doggone things, possums. (laughs) Because I'd walk at night with a flashlight uh, around our golf course and I would encounter raccoons and coyotes and foxes. and, And then I was seeing all kind of birds and things that really I had gotten too busy to take notice of you know, uh, a creek that I had walked past a dozen times suddenly became a fascinating place to stop and look down deep into the waters and see what I could see. And sometimes I saw some pretty fascinating things. I had never seen a bird called a green heron. And one day walking along this little creek bank, sure and you know fire he was right there or she was right there along the water's edge in this shallow rocky creek um probably fishing for crawfish or some small minnow and uh and I didn't know what it was so I came home and got out my Audubon Society book and flipped through it until I found it and and I was like, I can't believe, you know, I've, I'm have i over 50 years old and I've never seen one of these. And if it hadn't have been for the journey, I probably still would have never seen it. Uh, a couple of years back, I, I videotaped, well, on my iPhone, I videoed some uh, muskrats that were up on the uh, edge of the lake out here. And they were eating some kind of moss. Well, I didn't know muskrats ate moss, you know, and uh, their interaction with each other was just fascinating to me. So during the journey, my body was being rejuvenated, but so was my mind, you know. I paid more attention to sunsets and moonrises and stars at night I paid more attention to trees and the shapes of leaves on those trees. I paid more attention to insects. And um, I'm going to tell you, if you've never tried to chase down butterflies and get a picture of them with your iPhone, that's a skill set all into itself. And, oh, let me get rid of the dog here. There you go. Y'all go play. And uh, so the point being was that... Um, You know, transformation, you know, because we're all kind of trapped into this thought when we hear people say transformation. We think about really obese people that lost a lot of weight. And sure, that's a part of it. But the transformation is multidimensional. You know, it's happening in your mind, it's happening in your spirit, and it's happening in your body. Because if you stick with the process long enough you will, by default, become different and and different in good ways. Um, I could go down through a list of health things about me that improved. Uh, I'll do a little bit of that. One, I went from about a dozen different medications I was taking to one. Two, my blood pressure improved. Three, my blood sugar completely stabilized back within normal range. My resting heart rate dropped down to probably lower than it's uh, been since I was a child. My sleep came back, and so did the dreams inside of that sleep. Um, my eagerness to go and do things came back. Um, the one thing that didn't come back in all of that was my hair, because I went bald as an onion during those years. So, But you know, I've learned to live with it and uh, have a good time with it, so... You know, uh, it's not hair on the head that makes the man. <laughs> uh, if it was, Dwayne Johnson wouldn't have a job, now would he? So anyway, what did I want to talk to you about on this short cast? I wanted to talk to you about your attitude. Attitude is everything. You know, if um, if it's negative, everything around you and everybody around you tend to take on a negative um it's kind of like you're looking through a Viewmaster or binoculars or something. It just, anything that is negative about somebody will be magnified. Situations that really aren't that bad will seem worse than they are. But if you start your day out with um, a positivity, and I know that is so corny and so easy to say, and it sounds like so much hokum, but uh, really uh, making that choice. When you get up in the morning, when you first put your feet on the floor and you're headed to the john, thinking, I'm going to try really hard to make today a good day. I'm going to do good things for my family, for me, for my health, for my pets, for my job, for my hobbies. I'm going to make a good, honest effort to do good things today. I'm going to get the workout I need to do. I'm going to get the run in if I'm a runner. I'm going to cycle a couple of miles. I'm going to make that a priority. And, you know, when the shift happens to positivity, um, you know, uh, when you spend 45 minutes or an hour on an exercise bike or on a long walk or uh, a jog, uh, when you get done, you're even more positive because you're thinking wow you know here I am as old as I am today and I just crushed this workout and uh because it's like I told one of my classes the other day I never did a workout and then afterwards on the drive home perhaps if I was going to a gym I never on the drive home say, man, I sure wished I hadn't worked out today. I have never, not one time said that. I have said on the way home, boy, I'm going to be sore in the morning. But that just comes with the turf, a little bit of soreness. So here's what happened. And this is what got all this started and why I wanted to talk about the transformation process and everything that happens. You see, I feared the possibility of becoming a grumpy old man. Now, I don't think I'm old yet. Um, You know, I've got, I mean, I'm instructing classes with people that are old enough to be my mother. And, And so I'm not old yet, but I wanted to guard against becoming just a crabby, very opinionated uh inflexible, stuck in my ruts and my ways, uh kind of guy. You know, I didn't want to be a stereotypical grumpy grandpa. You know, I didn't I didn't want to be the grandparent that when my kids and grandkids came over, they said, Now y'all be quiet 'cause you know how Papa is <laughs> I didn't want nobody to say that. That just you know, I wanted them to say, Grandpa's a happy guy and he's a lot of fun. And um so the other day picture yourself in your automobile and you're in the left-hand turn lane and you're waiting for the light to give you the green arrow to turn but there's somebody ahead of you a person you don't know and let's just say that person is driving a red car and so you're sitting there patiently waiting killing the time listening to the radio and uh just okay this light's taking long But you're watching the light, even though you can't go first. And, um, And so the light turns, and the green arrow is up there, but the person in front of you isn't moving. And the seconds go by. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four Mississippi. Five seconds have gone by. The urge inside of me was to get on the horn, but I generally don't do that because I don't want to start problems in traffic. And eventually the young woman turned and she was going the same direction I was going, so she was ahead of me. And I was right behind her to the next light where she turned right and I was turning left, but that doesn't really matter. What I want to talk to you about is uh, this Transformation process where my attitude improved, and went with went from one that was fatalistic and, you know, I'm not going to live very much longer. Why even try? It went from that to being, okay, I I can walk three miles nonstop. I can climb a mountain nonstop. Um, I can pick up my weight in the gym. You know, things like that. You know. I've launched into a second career where I'm going to be a, a a trainer. You know, who 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 does that when they're 58, 59 years old? I don't know. But uh, there I was. So back to the car. I'm sitting there in my Buick and waiting for this lady to turn. And, and there's a little bit of that grumpy old granddad in me that's saying, uh, Well, what's the deal here? You know, the light's green. Why aren't you going? Uh, You know, and, you know, I want to be that person that doesn't presume uh, the worst in situations. And so she turned, traffic moved. I got home. But I kept thinking about this young woman. I'm saying young woman because her hair wasn't gray. All I could see was the back of her head and and. And she just didn't seem to be paying attention to me in traffic. And so I was frustrated for those precious five seconds of time that we were losing. And then I got to thinking afterwards, Wait a minute, dude. You don't know what in the world's going on in that woman's life. Um... She wasn't necessarily on her phone or sending a text message. She may have just gotten some of the worst news she's ever gotten in her life. Uh, it could have been the loss of a family member. It could have been an issue with her child at school. Uh, it, You know, I don't know her age. She could have been anywhere from 20 to 40. So I'm saying young woman. And uh, or maybe... It was just then that she got a text message that her boyfriend or even the husband had decided to end the deal with her. And so she's sitting there at that light in that moment and her world just got shattered. I don't know what's going on in her life. And she might have just been not paying attention, you know. But to presume that she was being... Deliberately obstructive to my desire to turn left is what grumpy old grandpa does. And he's the one that gets on the horn and blows it six times in 20 seconds, you know? He's, He's the guy that doesn't have compassion for the possibility that somebody else is really having a terrible day. You know, think about that for a second. And you know, all day long in our lives, we're encountering people, we don't know what they went through last night. We we don't know the personal circumstances in their lives, the problems they're having with their kids, their grandkids, their spouse, maybe even in their church or at their job if they're still working. And so one of my goals in not becoming the grumpy old grandpa is to quit presuming that everybody plays by the same rules that I do, and uh, and that uh, you know, and that everybody is having a great day, you know, and should do a better job at everything from driving to using turn signals to uh, uh, being kind in a in a department store, grocery store, gas station, uh, you know, meeting of some sort. Um, You know, because my expectations have always been really high of people. I used to think that everybody is kind and everybody played by golden rules. Well, that's not true. Uh, You know, it's just not true. And if I put myself in that position where my expectations are incredibly high of everyone I encounter, people are going to fail me all day long but what if I just accept them for who they are? I don't have to know all their baggage. I don't have to know how their world is crumbling or falling apart. But if I give them just the measure of understanding that there's stuff going on that I don't know about that may have made them like they are right now in this moment when they're dealing with me. Um you know, we don't know how many hours of sleep they couldn't get last night because they were taking care of a sick child or a sick parent, you know. So anyway, the transformation process is body, mind, and spirit. And aging is something that just rolls right along, you know. I'm glad to be here today. I'm the oldest I've ever been right now while I'm doing this podcast. And I'm thankful for that. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying I get this right with every individual I encounter. Uh, but I'm trying to give everybody the benefit of a doubt until they really and truly um, prove me wrong. and And I think it's a good idea. Why? Because there was a time in my life where, if I had a conflict with somebody uh, at work, in a marriage, in a relationship, and that person said something ugly to me, I would spend the full rest of the day obsessed with that. Why did he say that? Why did she say that? Why did they do that? You know, what's wrong with them that they don't think like I do and they don't. Treat people with kindness like I do. Um, You know, and I've gotten to this point where I've learned through the transformation process that most of all the stuff that goes on around me, the conflicts, the hangups in traffic, that train that blocks the street back to my house at least once a week, uh... That's small potatoes, and it's stuff that really doesn't change my life at all, unless I let it. And the only way that I can let it is by not just taking it in stride for what it is. It's just a moment in time where something happened that was inconvenient, it was rude, it was obnoxious, it was nonsensical, and it just didn't make sense to me. But it doesn't have to make sense to me. It's just something that happened in this, this chaos of life as we know it. These days, there's a thing called COVID shaming. And I kinda had a feeling that was gonna come and it's COVID shaming is when you blame somebody for getting COVID. You blame them as if they're stupid and and that they did something dumb that got them infected with the virus. I got news for you. Most of us are going to get this virus sooner or later, despite our vaccinations, despite our mask wearing, despite our social distancing. It's a virus. It's sneaky. It's uh, contagious. And despite our best efforts, we might get it. And I worried about that. I said, well, you know, what are people going to think if I get, I get the virus? Are they going to think that I went to a party somewhere, that I went to a concert, that I stood in a crowded elevator for, I don't know, 30 minutes with a bunch of people in a skyscraper? I don't know what they're going to think. And I, but I can't worry about that stuff because when I worry, my stress level goes up. My sleep goes down. My attitude gets eroded from being the happy grandpa to the grumpy grandpa. So as you're going forward and you're picking your way through these trying times of of things that are going on, try to categorize things in one of two things. Really important and really not so important. Worth losing sleep over, if necessary, or not worth the time of day? In doing so, you'll help preserve your mental and emotional health. And by doing that, I'll be, you will be and I will be better prepared to handle genuine crises that come along. Because they do. They do. Things come up that are really bad. The fact that the garbage service didn't pick my garbage up Wednesday... That's really not that big a deal. It made me angry, but it's not that big a deal that that woman just sat there at the green light. What seemed to be an eternity really didn't matter. What matters is that within a few seconds, though they seemed like an eternity, I was turning and headed home, and I got home safely. So I think... You know, kind of rambling here. I want to keep this short, but those are some things that have been on my mind lately. Um, Part of it, simply because of this one lady at a at a traffic light, but it was a learning experience for me, not to presume the worst, and it was a refresher course in that. So, moving on in other things this week, uh, I'm just going to give you a short uh, summary we're still pumping hard with this new SAIL class that I'm instructing, SAIL, S-A-I-L, staying uh, active and independent for life. That's what the acronym stands for. Um, And we're having such a wonderful time. And, um, you know, it's about 25 minutes of good quality dance and stepping aerobics and it's upper body strength and lower body strength. And, um, and so we've been kind of pushing the envelope, you know, uh, with the aerobics. And this past Wednesday, we all ended up <laughs> exceptionally tired and sore um, from our workout. And so we kind of decided—I decided because decided, I'm the instructor—decided to to uh, lower the intensity a few notches. Because what's really important is that you get a good workout for your heart, you get a good workout for your muscles, you get some good stretching done, and uh, you work on your balance, your mobility, and if all those things are accomplished, the workout's a good workout. And that's what I aim to give these senior folks here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Well, folks, I hope this made sense. When I was thinking about talking about this transformation in my mind, and this thing about not wanting to become the grumpy old set-in-his-ways, angry-acting grandpa. Uh, I didn't know exactly how I was going to frame it, but that's the nuts and bolts of it. And I hope that when you're deciding what kind of really senior person you're going to be, that you will choose more of a happy-go-lucky kind of personality One that's accepting and forgiving and understanding and compassionate over one that's judgmental and mean and ornery and I might throw just about friendless. That grumpy grandpa. Nobody wants to be the grumpy grandpa, the grumpy grandma. And uh, on that note, hey, bring a little sunshine to the lives of others. If you haven't got anything else to bring into the room, bring a smile for crying out loud. Uh, walk in with an open mind and, um, you know, be the bringer of life. You know, bring bring something positive to every encounter with everyone if you possibly can. And um, there may be a time when I need to break out grumpy grandpa and use his skill set, but I'm hoping that I don't have to very often. On that note, this is Gene Fleming. I'm signing off with the Pushing 60 Aside podcast. If you like the podcast, share the podcast. And, uh, you know, and thank you for listening, especially our international listeners, uh, you know, those in Australia, those in Canada, those in New Zealand, those in Great Britain. Um, If you're ever here in the United States and you're down in the southeast corner in Alabama, Look me up and I'll buy you a cup of coffee.